0: The process back for yet another week. I'm Kelly Hunter, along with Chris Stewart, and we think we're looking in the right camera, but if not, we're just gonna look at we're gonna look it's, back and uh, forth and
1: case fondly into your eyes. No, you're that, not freaked out. We just don't know what camera. Well, you know, at. it's
0: that like, especially if you're ever watching the news, which nobody does anymore, and like they get the anchor, the anchor's looking at the wrong camera, and it could just be a whole show of us just. Yeah. Thankfully, we don't have to. uh dead straight into camera one no
1: we'll just uh, as always tell rookies you treat it as a third person in the conversation
0: exactly that's That's what uh, it is I will say I've always said that's one thing about Nick Saban is I I would love to coach him to look more comfortable when he's doing when he comes off the field doing that interview
1: you've you've talked to Nick Saban that's not gonna happen I
0: know I know I know it's not I know it's not but still like
1: coach your thoughts on the first half I did that exactly. for eight, I did that for eight years, Nicely. and I make no apologies for
0: it. Well, we're in kind of a I'm not going to say a lull because there is still a lot going on. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, this past week, um, obviously, players taking exams, hopefully focusing on the student portion of athlete. But for the rest of us, yeah. a lot of us looking forward to uh, we have bowl games starting I think this weekend. Um, Really? Which is
1: then surprised me, but yeah,
0: Z. Well, what yeah. ESPN needs programming, so it's true. We gotta, we it's gotta where gotta the bowls forward. come from. I know, um, but I wanted to, I wanted to start off by, you know, when, when Alabama play Ole Miss, we talked about Lane Kiffin and emotion, mm-hmm. sometimes getting the best of him in trying to get the win, particularly over Saban, because I, right. it was kind of personal in that respect of uh, him feeling like that would be an achievement, uh, another side of. Kind of getting over the mountain, right? You know, with Harbaugh at Michigan, a national championship is something that he has not been able to attain. Um, he's made it to the semifinals. He got beat. I'm not. I, a lot of people would say embarrassingly so last year by TCU, unexpectedly by TCU, yeah,
1: who really got embarrassed. Ooh,
0: yeah, yeah. And I, I just wonder his approach to the game this to this game this year because. Not only is it Alabama, but it's on that step to something he's never achieved. And did, he not,
1: did he not lose in a Super Bowl as well? I know brother John won one. That's the
0: thing. I get confused between the two of them but, as to but what. But John
1: won one. Oh, he lost to John.
0: That's right. Don't you remember? Thank you. Yes. Yeah,
1: okay. I, I, I forgot that. But, yeah, he lost to his brother in a Super Bowl. Um, so he hasn't won the biggest Mm-mm. of the big ones yet, whether it's the college football title. Now, look, I'm not knocking a guy, and I know you're not either, but no. I'm I'm not going to be one of those that knocks a guy who's gotten to a Super Bowl and gotten to a college football playoff and say, oh, they're failures. I think that's absurd. Yeah. Um, but to get there. It, and yeah. win it all. It, yeah. And for them, I mean, it was different for Nick Saban after he won Life changed for Nick Saban after he won multiple titles. Yeah. The legacy was set. Whether he would discuss it or not, the legacy was set when he won not only multiple titles but more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean he's not chasing the eighth because he knows that years from now somebody else is going to get there and he wants to... He won't admit it. It may not even be accurate, but mm-hmm. I think he, the competitor in him knows that winning this year with a new group of players, but also historically, it would be nice to build even more cushion with those that are coming behind him. Because Kirby's got two now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dabo's got one, two, two, yeah, two. 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 So there are guys still out there that are at least age-wise plenty young enough to catch him. But just like Tiger chasing Jack in that record.
0: Right, yeah.
1: Talent's one thing. The ability to stay focused and locked in and get there are something entirely different. So um, the whole thing with Harbaugh is he's, he's done amazing things in his coaching career, but he doesn't have the title. And, yeah, he wants it. I don't know how much differently, though, Kelly, he's going to be perceived because the perception this year, especially, is that his, his program cheated.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah.
1: It's his program. Yeah. Did he do the cheating? Eh, but his program did. That's that's a fact. A member of his staff did. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would be it would be slightly tainted, tarnished, whatever. And I'm not just saying that because it would mean they beat Alabama. But I think there are those that will not favorably look upon a title, yeah. especially this year.
0: Well you know, because he doesn't it. have
1: the support of his conference either. He doesn't like. have the support of his conference. He did not have a personality that's easy to right. like. I think you know, I heard him say some things that had me respect him more than I had at any point, um, and maybe look at him in a little bit different light. Mm-hmm. But for the casual observer. He's thought of the thought of as the weird, aloof, same khaki pants, you know, the nineteen sixties look yeah. and approach in a twenty twenty three world. Yeah. Um, he's he's just a difficult guy to really like and right. embrace. That all being said, he's got a really good team, but I think it's a team. Here's what, and I said this on a radio interview earlier today, Michigan and Ohio State have separated themselves from the rest of the Big Ten because they've put speed, they've come to the South primarily, Mm -hmm. gotten guys who can run at some skill spots Mm -hmm. to go with the size and strength that they've always had that's better than the rest of the Big Ten. They've, they've gone with some SEC speed at certain positions, but here's the difference. Their receivers and even DBs can run with, but aren't any faster than, I don't think, what the SEC has, or in this case, Alabama has. Alabama's got size and strength among, as Keith Jackson used to call them, the big uglies. Yes. Those guys, they can run too. Those big D linemen yeah. can run. Those big O linemen can't necessarily catch them. Those big O linemen for Michigan are not as quick as those defenders for Alabama, who that's, are almost yeah. as big and strong.
0: And it's funny you say that because that's one thing that you will hear uh, a lot of Michigan fans and favors say that uh, they've got look at the depth that they have at that defensive line and the offensive line they'll take five off they'll put five more on and i mm-hmm. feel adversely uh, not only does alabama's offensive and defensive line as you said that's strong and that quick their depth is also at wide receiver and running back yeah we take one off we put one on because this season i, I was reading something this is the first season in the saban era they have not had a thousand yard rusher or receiver um, and I think because it's just been a different team and it's sure. more spread out, we don't right. have um, a Waddle or a Jones or somebody, yep. like a Judy that that is the go-to guy.
1: And I haven't broken down to the level that I will their full schedule, yeah, their full roster. But I do know this: they haven't come close to playing what Alabama's played.
0: Yeah,
1: you know the SEC week in and week out. Um, is tougher week in and week out than what Michigan would have faced. It just is. They play some really good teams. Uh, the argument correctly can be made that when Alabama played the best team they've played this year, they lost, being to Texas. But they, the team they played that was the best at the time, yeah. was Georgia, right. and they did beat them. And they were the underdogs. They were the yeah. underdogs in that ball game. Bama will be a may have been a slight underdog when it started. By the time we kick off, and I don't know how Vegas works, if it's if it's more than a point or two, I'll be shocked in Michigan's favor. I just think Alabama. Yeah. I think as this gets closer, barring something goofy off the field happening, Alabama will be the favorite team mm-hmm. in this ball game. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking first of all, I've never been to Pasadena.
0: I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, You've never been, at, never been to
1: Pasadena, and the first time I'm in the stadium, it's much like my very first basketball game as the play-by-play guy for the Crimson Tide. Are we have gonna- never been to New York City, never been to Madison Square Garden. Suddenly, I'm sitting courtside doing the play-by-play for number 8 preseason Alabama, number 3 preseason Oklahoma. At the world's most famous arena.
0: Did you get on someone's shoulders to measure the height of the did goal? I like, did that
1: just not to, do okay. the, uh, the Hoosiers, Hoosiers okay. even though I've also done a game, two games, from Hinkle Fieldhouse. It's before cool three, too. now that I think about it. Anyway, uh, but to be in Pasadena in the broadcast, you know, yeah. technically I was part of the crew for a Rose Bowl game two years ago, uh, three years ago maybe in dallas remember they played california was Mm -hmm. shut down for business so we played the 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 rose in dallas but this will be the first time i have done the Mm play-by-play for the rose bowl and the first time i have been to pasadena to do a game inside rose bowl stadium and i could not be more excited
0: when do you begin your like your actual prep and looking at what you're going to need to know.
1: Yeah, you and I are visiting on a Wednesday. I'll start this weekend. Yeah, okay. Start getting locked in on that, and, and I'll have plenty of time because I'm going to travel. Really, starts Sunday because I'll I'll travel.
0: You get to th- go to Nebraska this weekend, don't get you?
1: To go to Omaha. I get to go hey, to Omaha. Do you know
0: what the best thing about Omaha is? Seeing it in your rearview mirror. That.
1: Please send I your cards and letters to Kelly Hunter. I,
0: I, I That was where I got my start was in the Midwest, working in the Midwest.
1: So I'm not looking forward to the weather in Omaha, but... It's
0: not the end of the earth, I but will, you can see it from you there. You can see it
1: from there. It's a great line. I've used that one many times yes. myself about places. Fly Friday, play Saturday night primetime yep. against a top 10 Creighton team on Fox, I believe. We'll have, of course, the radio on the network. Crimson Tide Sports Network starting at uh, 6. But then either right after the game or the next day, I'm not sure because it didn't really matter to me, I'm going to be traveling with the team, and we'll take the charter from there to Phoenix. Nice. And I will spend Do you have
0: two different suitcases? I
1: will will be wearing all that I need to wear, I think, for Omaha. Mm -hmm. But I'll have the shorts and the, the... Swimsuit already back
0: here. Phoenix yeah. already
1: there. Um, be heavy there Sunday through the game Wednesday, and then we fly back after taking on Arizona team that's number one in the country right now. So, weather wise, yeah, it'll be cool. Mm-hmm. Downright cold, nasty in in Omaha, but Phoenix is coming. I'm looking forward to that. That's
0: like, right. yeah, that's, that's you know, you got to eat. I win. You got to eat your vegetables first before I'll you eat can, my, uh, have I will, dessert.
1: I will eat the. Uh, turnip greens. and you know.
0: What size plane do you fly when you, because those guys need leg room.
1: They do. Uh, normally, really good sized planes. There were, I think it was 2021 that we flew, I'm trying to remember, it was right after the presidential elections when they had these charters that were geared for those, for the political candidates, mm-hmm. presidential candidates. And we got a couple of those, Okay. and those were really nice. I mean, I big planes, yeah. big planes. But they've taken a lot of the seats out, okay. so everybody, in essence, yeah, first class seating. Okay, wherever you are in the plane,
0: I call it exit row seating. Just exit for row the seating. That's Golly. exactly
1: right. But these were first class, nice okay. seats, and it was they were nice. So I think it'll be a similar size yeah. aircraft. We, it will not be, hopefully, too snug and. Frankly, as long as it gets me from point A to point B, the same number of successful takeoffs and landings, mm-hmm. that's all I care about.
0: What kind of food do you get?
1: Uh, usually just snacks on that okay. stuff, but good snacks. Okay, because I was like, we've, they got to
0: feed big people. We've,
1: yeah, they, so, they send good snacks yeah. on those, but it's snacks nonetheless. I know. We uh, eat well once we get there. Dear Lord, we eat well. Where the team eats. I don't doubt it. That's, that's pretty good.
0: They got it. They got to feed the beast. Um, so yeah. So you are do you do a little bit of prep for Creighton, obviously. Yeah. Um, the one name that jumps out at me as we jump back to basketball real quick. The one name that jumps out at me for Creighton is Ryan Kalkbrenner from last year, the, yeah. the big menace that they have in the middle. Right. Um, and this past week, Alabama lost to Purdue in a game that they could have won.
1: Yeah. And could that's have.
0: what's hard looking at it is this is a top ranked one of the top ranked teams right. Purdue. They were led at times, and then mm-hmm. finally surrendered the lead there towards I think middle of the second half.
1: I think part of what's different about it though is that going in, especially with Bama having dropped two out of three, there weren't a lot of people that gave Alabama much of a chance okay. because of the Edie being as big as he is. And when that game was put together, it was supposed to be the Canadian Edie versus the Canadian Charles Bediako for Alabama, and unfortunately Just rolls Charles. Off the tongue. Well done. Thank you. Once you go into the portal, or not in the portal, I'm sorry, once he put his name in the draft and stayed there, Mm -hmm. now it becomes, as Nate Oates said, it was a home game for Purdue. There was, you know, and not only did it feel like a home game, they allowed, you know, Zach Eady to be, uh, at home in the paint, oh yeah, and that became very 35 difficult. Thirty-five
0: points, I think, something like something he did that he didn't have. Good.
1: He had thirty-five, and Mark Sears countered it with yeah. thirty-five of his own. But there were four bigs that had a collective ten fouls for Alabama at halftime. Yeah, two that got three, two more that got
0: two. And Creighton, beach. I mean not Creighton, uh, and Purdue doesn't miss free throws either. No, that's, and that's Alabama
1: didn't make them at the rate they normally do. So they missed some up. Op- they they lost a lot. Uh, just the free throw line alone.
0: Yeah. But you I know, think the
1: math still work there. But you, can, my point is, yeah, you've, played you that, you've played that, mm-hmm. and you're playing a Creighton team that at least on paper is as good as they are. They're the lowest ranked of the three you're going to face. I know. Face. That's what's crazy. Purdue was number one until the week before they played Alabama mm-hmm. and slid all the way to four. Arizona's now number one. That's who you're going to face after you face a top ten Creighton team. So, yeah, they got their work cut out for them. And they can get better and yet be 0-3 on this trip. Well,
0: How has this team different from last year's team from, for folks that may not, their
1: last viewing may have been in March of last yeah. year? Last year's team had a lottery pick, number two pick, obviously, Brandon Miller, uh, who was terrific on both ends of the floor. And I mean great mm-hmm. on both ends of the floor. You also had Noah Clowney, who was a freshman Uh became one of the top players in America, another first-round pick just outside the lottery himself. Um, And you had a seven-footer as a rim protector. You could be more aggressive outside defensively or outside the lane defensively because you had that guy as a backup. They don't have that this year. Mm -hmm. And individually, these guys are not as good defensively as the individuals last year. Nine new players. And... Not only is the seven-footer missing back there, but these guys haven't played together. And so much of, even if you're man-to-man, there's still principles that are involved where you got to play help defense. Yeah. And when you haven't played that together and you haven't had to play it at the level you have to to win against the schedule they've got, you're going to take your lumps. And that's what they've done so far. I do think they're getting better. I do think that they're they're really coachable. They like each other. There's not a... You know, there's there's no division on the team. Yeah, uh, you got guys pulling in the same direction and understanding how to play the game together. And by the time we get to the league play, I think this team's gonna be really ready to go. Hopefully, they found a way to get a couple more wins. Uh, non conference, they've got three left. Yeah, you've got the the trip they're about to go on mm-hmm. and they come home and play Eastern Illinois.
0: And we got Liberty. For the you do. Year, yeah, Excuse
1: me. One in Birmingham. Right here in Birmingham. I'll be there. <clears throat> That's right. Up and in the rafters, but, but I'll be there. I'll already be gone, yes, unfortunately. That's why I'd forgotten. So, but, yeah, left off Liberty, who's really good. But
0: you know what's interesting, though? This team kind of has the same trajectory as football has had this past year of they're young. No doubt. They're coming together. Mm-hmm. They're working in the same direction. They're taking some lumps. But, you know, the difference, obviously, in basketball is getting into conference play. Yeah. Like, one, you get these games that. Aren't as highly publicized necessarily, and then you get into conference play. And
1: well, you are—you're young as far as Tuscaloosa is concerned. Mm-hmm. But I think you're probably—and I haven't done the breakdown—but I think this may be a more experienced team in terms of who they are in college mm-hmm. than last year's squad. Because you've got Sears, who's a senior. You've got. Um, Estrada, who is, you know, a grad transfer. You've got um, Grant Nelson, the grad transfer. I mean, you've got nine new players, but I think four of them, four of those newcomers may be seniors now. And then you've got the returning guys, Mark Sears, a junior. You've mm-hmm. got Roland Griffin, who's only a sophomore but played a ton as a freshman, and he's a starter. So he's a very experienced Guy for you. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the G. guy. And
0: and hopefully with Pringle,
1: Pringle, another veteran.
0: Without all of the outside adversity that they faced last year, with just the distractions that probably helped the team focus on each other, maybe helped them band together. Did for a while. It did
1: for a long time. I think the combination of Brandon Miller's injury late, and the wear. Of the constant spotlight, and it mm-hmm. got incredibly unfair at the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Because you had some media guys who were simply making themselves the story by talking about a story that, frankly, they told extremely inaccurately. Mm-hmm. Many of them yeah. told it very unfairly and inaccurately. So, um, yeah, there was. That's a lot for 18, 19 year nineteen-year-old kids to endure over the course of a year.
0: Yeah, especially kids that weren't even involved in it, but because they were on the team, that was their part
1: of the story too. And and kids that that were involved, but not guilty of what they were. Yeah. Ta- what was talked about with them?
0: Right. And so, judged,
1: and judged uh, in public, no doubt. And so, all of that being said, you're right. This year's team, I think, by March. Has to be an even more has a chance to be an even more dangerous team than last year's mm-hmm. squad was. I still think they're a team that's capable of winning the Southeastern Conference championship. I think they're that good. I think there's more competition at the top this year than there was even last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When Kentucky's really good, yeah, Kentucky's really tough to beat in the SEC. Kentucky's really good this year, really good. But Bama, I'm not going to say has destroyed the myth that they can't be beaten, but I think Alabama's proven to themselves that when Alabama is at its best, Alabama can be as good as Kentucky, so I don't think there's quite the same mystique, but now Arkansas would rather beat Alabama than breathe because of of the coach and (laughs) and the fact that they've, you know, Arkansas didn't want to think. I mean, they've, look, look, don't get me wrong. They've been good in March, yeah. under Eric Musselman. They've been very competitive and good at times during the regular season, but they hadn't won a thing. They hadn't won a regional championship. They haven't won a league championship. They have not won a tournament championship, won a bunch of games, and they've advanced in the NCAA tournament. But they hadn't they not been to a Final Four yet, which is winning a regional title. You yeah. know, yeah, but they had
0: that church league under their belt. I bet, but they got that they got the t-shirts that year for.
1: Winning in the church league. I've said too much. Um, Ernest T. Muscleman continues to have them competitive, though.
0: Switching back to football for a second. <clears throat> Smooth transition. Thank Gosh, you. it's just seamless. Uh-huh. Uh, exam week for the guys. I think yeah. first practice is Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're weekend.
1: right, Friday or Saturday.
0: Um, but the one thing, nationally, I've been interested to hear that not a lot of people see Alabama as, uh, obviously, the controversy is gone, where it's dying down at least. Florida State's not in it, Alabama's playing in it. That's gone. But now, with Alabama being ranked four, a lot of people don't see them moving on nationally. The interesting thing for me is, this is a December as usual for Nick Saban and his staff. Mm -hmm. This is what they do. Right. And you've given him four weeks to prepare for Michigan. The other interesting thing that I found is, When he talks about this team, uh, in talking about teams in the past, he was saying that they, previous teams and the level of anxiety they played with because the expectations have been so high. And then he said on the flip side, he said this team has been a lot of fun to coach. Now, I don't know. Obviously, I've been distracted raising children for the past (laughs) 16 years. But I don't remember Nick Saban talking about a team being a lot of fun to coach. Yeah i think he and we've talked about this too he appreciates the hard work he appreciates this team coming together he appreciates them showing up every single day and they have great chemistry yeah and they have fought through adversity he had a great quote about you can have no great victories in life if you don't overcome adversity because adversity breaks people mm-hmm. I, I really think that's one of the reasons he appreciates this team
1: yeah i agree
0: they and they don't play with anxiety they have a great personality.
1: They did early. They did,
0: yes. They played
1: with anxiety that's a great against point. Texas. I think it were a prior to say. that. Uh, 100%. I, was, I had you a lot were, of anxiety you were soaked in there. Yeah. against South Florida because they didn't look good. And you, you had anxiety leading up to Ole Miss because of how bad you looked against South oh, Florida. Was,
0: again, a career defining game,
1: remember? And that was the game that Lane Kiffin was. You know, and Pete Golding was yeah. gonna come back and all that was gonna happen, and then it turned out to be what the majority of Alabama Ole Miss Games have been. But that flipped the switch. That's where it started. There was still work to be done because you come back and you looked really good in the first half against Arkansas
0: mm-hmm. and, then, yeah.
1: and you yep. almost lost the game. Yep. But didn't let it get away. And then from there, it was nothing but an upward trend mm-hmm. for this team. I think um if I was betting your money on it, oh, gosh. I would be Good luck. I would be uh, I would pick Alabama. And I know I'm a homer. Well yeah, I but I, I just think we talked about it earlier with the speed plus the size.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think Alabama's got an advantage.
0: I just find I love when I love hearing him say this is a fun team to coach.
1: And the reason it's fun is because they have gotten better. It hasn't always come easy. You know, I think, don't get me wrong, he loves it when guys are coachable, but they also police themselves, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and when you don't have to identify leaders because everybody's doing their job. I've heard him say that many, many times, and he's had a lot of teams that were definitely in that mold. Mm -hmm. But this team has worked so hard to get better, and he's joked about the... The gray hair and the stress yeah. and all that it, it causes, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's a team that's easy to pull for if yeah. you're a Bama fan. Yeah. They've
0: but, got a great story and right. they've got a great personality. And, and if fans. they
1: were not part of a, a dynasty, which this has mm-hmm. been, if they weren't part of a, a, a dynasty with a coach that has been as successful as Nick Saban has been, this would be a national darling Mm -hmm. Team, But they're looked at just like the other Alabama teams that have been steamrollers. And that's why people pull against them.
0: Do you think that's one of the reasons? Because I was going to bring up last Friday night when we hand out all the individual awards in college football. And Alabama was largely left out of that. I'm almost embarrassed to say that my alma mater took home the Lou Groza Award. Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Um, But, largely, Alabama was snubbed.
1: Well, it's comical that Will would be the all-time leading scorer in the history of college football, and he's never won the Groza Award. Yes. And he's been almost perfect. He hasn't just scored a lot of points. He's been almost perfect. Where did he miss three kicks this year? I wanna I want make sure he
0: like did they submit all the paperwork? Like was there something that was not signed or notarized?
1: Uh, I think it gets down to the human element where there is so much Bama fatigue. Yeah. Now the reason, you know, people say, Well, it can't be Bama fatigue if they put him in the playoff. You'd be fatigued if you want, but you're still watching. That's still where eyeballs go. And that's who television wanted to see in mm-hmm. over Florida State. Go look at the SEC championship game, where the larger building—I'm almost positive this is accurate—that the the stadium in Atlanta is larger than the stadium in Charlotte. Thank they you, had man. roughly thirty thousand people at the ACC championship. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, granted, geographically, the two schools that were there. We're not as close in proximity as Tuscaloosa and Athens are to Atlanta. I get that. But if you had flipped it and you put Alabama and Georgia for the SEC title in Charlotte and Florida State and Louisville in Atlanta, Mm. you would have probably had the same number of fans at that ball game for the ACC championship Mm -hmm. that you had in Charlotte. Maybe a few more, but not many. No. And you would have had every bit the same number in Charlotte for an SEC title game with those two schools. Fan bases travel. They're going to Pasadena. Fans are watching. It was the most watched game in college football this year, was it Mm -hmm. not? The ratings Mm -hmm. had it there. They know what Alabama brings, especially with a full-strength Alabama, as opposed to a Florida State with either their second or third-string quarterback. It was a a gutty win. And that's part of what Nick Saban said all along with us going to a playoff like this, is that you're taking away the importance of regular season games. It's all on this. And with the eyeballs that they're wanting to have on the national championship game and the semifinals as well, they didn't want a blowout in Pasadena of Michigan against a less-than-full-strength right. Florida Limping State in team. on one leg. Yeah. Exactly. You're going to have eyeballs. you got you got a good guy and a villain, which in the eyes of many of around the country, Alabama's the villain.
0: I was going to say, who wears the white hat and That's the dark hat? That's a great point. In, it uh, may be game. two
1: villains. Maybe it—that's it, how I'm. Yeah. But they're still watching, the old Howard Stern line, you know, in, exactly. from the movie Private yeah. Parts, where they, you they know,
0: listen because they want to hear what you're going to say next.
1: Right. The 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 people that hate him listen for an hour because they want to hear what he says next. Mm-hmm. The people, or the people that love him, listen for an hour. The people that hate him, they listen on average for two hours because mm-hmm. they want to hear what he says next. Mm-hmm. That's the way it is with. Alabama and Michigan. Yeah. Like, them or, great like them or hate them, you're watching them. Yeah. And I think there's more they're going to watch than Michigan versus Florida State. The the biggest, the most stupid thing about the polls was not that Alabama or Texas got in ahead of Florida State. The dumbest thing is that they put Florida State ahead of Georgia yeah. in the final poll. I think poll. we all agree, yeah. That's, that's the dumbest thing yeah. of all. Um, because with something on the line, Georgia would obliterate Florida State right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they will in the bowl game because there's not everything on the line, right. and who knows what the rosters are going to look like. But it, it's again not Florida State being left out. It's the Florida State would be considered ahead of Georgia right now. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, you mentioned the SEC championship game and. I've heard more people compliment you on your call during that game. And I know that you are a very humble person, but how do you handle compliments? I do not handle compliments well. I don't get a lot of them, but I don't handle them well. But I just wonder when people come up to you or you hear it in passing. I
1: First of all, it's great. You were talking to my family and mm-hmm. certain members of the like family talk, yeah. and away from the others. Um, Look, Bama won. That's the whole thing. And for Alabama fans, um, don't get me wrong, it's appreciated, it's nice. And professionally speaking, I was proud of the way I called the game. Mm -hmm. That being said, there are a bunch of games where I felt really good professionally about the way I broadcast it, but we lost and nobody gave (laughs) a rat's tail how I sounded, yeah. Because Bama lost. It's about the outcome of the game, and so when you when you describe what is you know, the phrase "shoot the messenger"?
0: Yeah, I know. Okay,
1: the message may have been delivered very well. You may have delivered it, and you had nothing to do with what the message is. Mm-hmm. But you delivered it. If it's a good message, people love you. If it's a lousy message. They either don't care or you might get killed. And um I'm fortunate that I, you know, was delivering a good message and I hope I delivered it well. Yeah. But we were excited. And I say we and I think that's where the connection
0: comes. Genuinely. You you and Tyler are genuinely Well,
1: Tyler is literally uh invested blood, sweat, and tears. As are you. But I've invested tears. Because, you know, I've, again, I've been a Bama fan. Hey,
0: it's not always cool in that press booth, in the, uh, in There's there, sweat. So there's sweat, too. There
1: is sweat. Um, but I was as excited as anybody that was listening that that team had won yeah. in that manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to keep your cool to a degree. Sometimes I've failed in that regard, good and bad stuff. But... I'm not afraid to show my emotion. And as long as I'm getting the message across audibly, Mm -hmm. clearly, I've never been told I couldn't have emotion, whether it was in a win or a loss. So I'm glad that does resonate with Alabama fans. Uh, It makes the job more enjoyable because Mm -hmm. I can be myself and I can have the same emotion they're having. Almost are. the same us. You are
0: the same person on and off the air. You really are. You, are a very, you come across very genuinely as, as a fan and Thanks. someone who is sometimes commiserating with the listener and oftentimes celebrating with them.
1: Well, I've, my whole life I've listened to the Alabama broadcast. Mm-hmm. And I've listened with the same desire that the listener listens now, hoping that John Forney, Paul Kennedy... Eli Gold were going to tell me and describe for me an Alabama win. And I was really excited when they did, and I was really sad when they didn't. And now, as I'm the person that gets to deliver that message, I picture talking, <laughs> I picture talking to the ten year old version of me
0: mm-hmm. listening. Um, Remember when they used to say going left to right on your radio dial?
1: I still do that.
0: I, I, it's just I still have that image.
1: I change it. I change it a little bit, going left to right in front of me. Yeah. Or my left to front, left to right in front of my broadcast position.
0: See that helps
1: to help you get a visual of where they are.
0: When I listen to the Braves, I love hearing like they describe the uniform. I want to yeah. hear what they're wearing. I mean, it's it's
1: you know Eli, building the picture. It is, and Eli's done a great job. With this over the years, yeah. and I think people um, you know we f- we forget sometimes, and i 'll get the reminder often no one can see what you're describing unless they're kind enough to go to the trouble of to do the sync with television and there there are those that do that, and I appreciate it very much, but there are also those that are visually impaired mm-hmm. that can't literally can't yeah. see. You are their eyes. I've been told that by them, and I know Eli has for years, and and you have to describe for them. And I think that's one of the one of the many strengths that Eli has is his ability to paint that picture for them. Mm-hmm. But um, again, what you're saying is I. I, I use this analogy many times and I've done it on in this format It is if you are a listener Kelly to an Alabama broadcast Mm -hmm. as an Alabama fan it is no different I try to have the interaction to where it's no different than you and I standing right here having a conversation
0: Let's, why in, do you see so many people with the radios on their ears at the game? Because no doubt. They, they want to be. They want someone to talk at through because you're almost. It is a relationship as a listener. Sure. It is because you feel that you are engaged with this person who is watching and and uh, I guess participating almost in the game. Sure.
1: You. So you and I are having that conversation, mm-hmm. and if as long as it's not a private conversation, and somebody walks up and they're listening in. To the conversation that we're having, it's fine if they're listening. But if they don't like what I'm saying or the way I'm saying it, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make you <laughs> mad, but I don't really care because yeah. I'm not talking to you. Right. To me, it's the same thing if you're a fan of another team and you're listening to an Alabama broadcast. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about SEC radio network broadcasts, which I've done before at the SEC basketball tournament and baseball. Um, I'm doing a neutral broadcast there. I don't care who wins. Mm-hmm. I'm, I want it to not go into overtime and I want it to be a good game. Yeah, But I want it, I'm calling it down the middle because I don't care who wins. It doesn't matter. When I'm calling an Alabama broadcast, you better believe I care who wins. Yeah. More games I call, more more money I make, uh, better it is for me and my family. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I care. The outcome affects my income.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Plus the fact that I've been a Bama fan. Yeah. So when I'm, doing that broadcast I'm talking to Alabama fans and I really hope sincerely that if you're a fan of any other SEC team or somebody out west whatever the case may be if you're tuned into that I hope you can find out very quickly what the score is how much time's left all of the pertinent things that any radio broadcast should have. Yep down in distance and everything that's going on. I'm not Hmm. really talking to you Mm -mm. I'm talking from the the perspective of an Alabama fan, somebody who cares about the outcome for Alabama. Yep. So if you don't like the tone, I'm, I'm sorry, but go listen to go another listen broadcast your, yeah. or way to get the score on Twitter or however you're mm-hmm. getting it. Um, which is why I when I pull it up on
0: whatever app and it shows me which team I have to choose from to listen to the radio broadcast, I'm like, I'm going home team because yeah. that's what I want to listen to. And also because I talk back to the radio as well, not like mm-hmm. critical. It's that. as if we're uh, as as if I'm talking to you and you can hear me and yep. um,
1: well then whoever the announcer is, whether it's the Braves guys yeah. or whoever it is you're listening to, then we've done our job if yep. that's what you're Because 'Cause you've got that engagement, you've got that connection. Yeah. Um, and again it's very different. If I'm doing a neutral broadcast, but there's nothing neutral. I should be fair. You know, yeah, I've got a responsibility absolutely. to be fair. Objective, But fair. I'm not, when we're watching it as fans of a team, mm-hmm. we're not always objective. No. We're not always objective about our own kids. We're mm-hmm. not always objective about anything that we love or are passionate about. We're not objective. We have something, we have a vested interest in that team mm-hmm. or that person or whatever it may be. So you can't be. Yeah, but you have Unvised. a connection. Yes. That's my team I'm calling it for my team. Yes. And that's why, you know, I see if I see a call initially that goes against my team, I'm probably pretty upset about it. Oh, again, I got to be honest, I got to be accurate. Yeah. But my honesty may affect my accuracy. Honestly, I want to see that yeah. it's a catch for my team and that that was past interference on the other side. But if I'm able to take a deep breath, I may see it differently. But what's
0: funny is, and I know it, because people approach you as if they know you. Because they That's listen to you. And it's it, they, they approach you, bec- and I know that they do, because they act as if, like, well, we're good friends because we spend three and a half hours together every Saturday.
1: It's the reason I have a job. Well, two it's the reason, reason I'm able to do this Two hours twice a week you. listening
0: to basketball. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. It's well, cool.
1: Yeah. It's It's an unbelievably... Cool opportunity that I get
0: when you get to put it on your tax returns, <laughs> Chris.
1: That's a great way of putting Stewart. it. It's a great point.
0: Announcer. I, that's why when people are like are you, a journalist, I'm like, that's wait, no, I don't. I'm a I, I don't want to sully the good yeah. name of actual journalists who have done right. a great amount of research. Uh, I went and interviewed some.
1: I'm just a radio yeah, guy. I went and sat and
0: watched a basketball game and got to interview some really tall guys afterwards. So, what
1: you do in your time is your business. I,
0: well, come on. We don't need to tell everybody everything.
1: I'm not saying anything.
0: Uh, okay, so this week. Yes, ma'am. You travel. You get to go to Nebraska.
1: Have to go to Nebraska. Get to go to Phoenix.
0: I mean, that's tomato, tomato. <laughs> that's
1: right. You drugged me down yeah. in that, that anti-Omaha uh, deal, which actually it's not I a bad town.
0: No, it's not bad. You can get good steaks. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: As long as you don't have to spend too Dover, much time Dover
1: Drover Steakhouse. I I I
0: had to go to the College World Series. I think that was the longest two weeks of my entire, if you ever have to find two weeks left to live.
1: get. I want to go to the College World Series. I've never been.
0: I went the year that they actually canceled a game because it was so cold and so rainy. I was with Alabama. This was in 99, summer of 99 maybe. Yeah,
1: the year before I started doing play-by-play. We spent two weeks out there. Yeah. And it was,
0: oh, man. It's like doing hard time. But you're going to have a great time out there. I can feel it. I love it.
1: I'm fine with that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so before we go, because we are, uh, we are warming up. We're starting to warm up again for football. We are definitely simmering in basketball. Are you? Oh, that's right.
1: This is where I thought you were going.
0: Yes, because not only do people know you <laughs> from your many calls on the radio but they also know you because you now have merch.
1: I'm a t-shirt guy now. You How now amazing have is this?
0: for the Roll tighter in your life for Christmas. Still,
1: still can't believe they did this.
0: There is still time to get them the ultimate stocking stuffer.
1: Um, my boss, Jim Carabin, I think I told this last week, Jim Carabin, general manager at Crimson Tide Sports Network, comes to me, I think it was after the Texas A&M game, and says, we're doing the shirt. I said, what shirt? He goes, let's get out of here. No. And I said <laughs> he goes, No, you seriously. You? We're we're doing we're doing the shirt. Let's get out of here. Because I'd said that in college station. Yes. No, I said it in Tuscaloosa last year. That's mm-hmm. right. When we held on in final play yep. and beat them be done. And just get, was off, the like, let's get off the field before they get off the field, let's get out yeah. of here. That that was the whole thing. That's mm-hmm. what that was about. Then when Bama held on to beat them in college station last year. Let's get out of here yeah, because it's ready to get out of College Station. So sure enough, they kept talking about it. They finally they actually sent a um, couple of options on the shirt, sent, my, sent it to my daughter to get her feedback on it. She goes, I love it. She goes, but I got an idea. Well, okay, well, let's see it. The wound up that my daughter's designed is what they actually went with at J&J Apparel. You have talented
0: offspring as well, not just you.
1: Exactly. Uh, But J&J, along with Crimson Tide Sports Marketing,
0: came
1: up with, let's get out of here.
0: That's a uh, that is a great looking and look you're, as you said that was the most, well
1: somebody said would you sign it for me I said already have
0: yeah the pressure cooker of making sure you get the perfect signature on there but that is a great I looking even shirt. spelled
1: my name right I'm really I know proud of that. again but that's the get, most important thing it's a guild in it's really nice so
0: they can get cotton, that at
1: shirt J and J Apparel, Apparel uh, I think it's dot net J&J I think J&J it's Apparel
0: .net. you can look for J and J Apparel let's get out of here Chris Stewart T-shirt
1: yes believe it or I not. I love it I'm um, I'm extremely proud. Have of it. you worn your own T-shirt yet? I was going to wear it today. I, I told you white doesn't
0: always look good because we have a white yeah. countertop. A white doesn't always look good on camera. Yeah,
1: so. but uh, well, I don't look good anything. Oh, so then there was this, and I'm I'm very proud of it and honored that they would put it. that together. But yeah, J and J Apparel, and also if you're at Coleman Coliseum for a Bama basketball game, next home game Eastern Illinois on December 23rd. Uh, They'll have the T-shirts for sale there in the lobby as well. Again,
0: just in time for Christmas.
1: Just in time for Christmas. Christmas.
0: Uh, And we can also find you on Chris
1: Stewart. 2SStewartOnline.com, all my social media platforms.
0: Okay, well, give them what they need. This is what they come for.
1: Roll Tide, baby. Roll Tide.
0: Uh, For Chris Stewart, (laughs) Kelly Hunter, respect the process, and we will see you back here next week.